Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner. I work with clients online via phone, FaceTime, Skype. I help you get to the root cause of your health problems. So if you're suffering, if you have symptoms, something is not right, I guarantee you I've covered your specific complaint or topic on the podcast. But if I haven't, please let me know that I'm missing the boat on something and I'll cover it. Or if you want to reach out clinically, I work with people one-on-one. I send lab tests to your door. Once you get the lab test, you send those back. Stool, urine, saliva. If we need to send you out for blood, we send you out for blood. And then we jump on the call and we discuss what to do. Figure out what's wrong. Why are you having these issues? Today's all about headaches. So we're going to dive into that here with Dr. Justin in just a few minutes. But actually not even a few minutes, like five seconds. So reach out at evanbrand.com if you need help, and let's get into the show. And we are live. It's Dr. Jay here in the house, really excited for today's podcast. We're going to be chatting about headaches and natural solutions to get to the root cause of why you may have a headache. We'll talk about different kinds of headaches from allergies to migraines to cluster headaches, and we'll go from even from die-off, from killing gut, gut bacterial and infection. So we'll go over the gamut. Evan, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing wonderful. Let's begin this thing talking about the conventional solutions. Usually we do that later in the podcast, but let's go straight to the crap. The stuff that unfortunately works, but we don't want to depend on, like your ibuprofen. Uh, is the brand name ibuprofen, is that is that aspirin or is that naproxen? I need to look that up. Um, ibuprofen is basically going to be your, your typical NSAID, right? That's ibuprofen. It's also meloxicam, I think, as well. And then you're going to have like your Advil, and then you're going to have like your aspirin. Um, those, those are your, your big two or three right there. There's some different kinds. I think Advil is the same as ibuprofen. Um, Tylenol is going to be, I think, your acetaminophen. I'll, I'll look those all up and I'll get the, all, the typical common anti-inflammatories for headaches. So we'll dive in a little bit more specific on the, on the medication side and we'll go over the natural support side as well on what's typically used and we'll go over all the root cause. So in general, we have a couple different headaches, right? We're going to have a tension headache, which is going to primarily happen with just stress and pain. A lot of these muscles here in the shoulder and the neck get tight and that can really cause trigger points and create headaches um, that are more musculoskeletal and soft tissue based, okay? We're gonna have cluster headaches, which are gonna be really, really severe. You're gonna feel it behind the eyes. They're gonna be very, very piercing pain. Um, and, and there's different reasons for why those may happen. We're gonna have potential sinus headaches. This can be from um, uh, antigens or foreign allergenic material. If you're in Austin, it could be cedar, etc. And this could get into the sinuses, create inflammation. And there's different things that we do to, to decrease inflammation, to decrease histamine, and also flush a lot of this stuff out. And then we also have headaches that are more migraine based where we kind of have like an aura, that open book kind of feeling. We may be nauseous, blurry vision, and these could be hormone based. They could be blood sugar based as well. And then we can also have different types of mixed headaches as well. So that kind of gives you a general idea of the different types of headaches. And also, you know, seeing patients in our clinic that we deal with mold detox or dealing with gut bacterial detoxification or gluten exposure, we can see a lot of headaches from these aspects too, as when we get rid of toxic debris, a side effect could be headaches. And we see that from time to time in the office too. Yeah. So the prescription I was thinking of in my head, it was actually a combo like Excedrin. It's a combo of acetaminophen and aspirin and caffeine. 
And that was the one where I've had many, many people just dependent on the Excedrin. You know, they'll even go for the extra strength reliever for their headaches. I had one lady, I remember, it was actually when I was still working at the chiropractor's office. This lady said she had migraine headaches almost daily for 20 years. She was pretty much debilitated by them. And we were just getting into the very early stages of nutrition with her, just getting her off gluten and dairy. And that's all we did, and her headaches went away. I was like, oh, I didn't even have to go to magnesium and fish oil and all these supplements I thought we were going to do. All we did is get rid of gluten and dairy and the headaches went away. She was like, oh my God, I wish somebody would have told me it was this easy 20 years ago. Exactly, right? No, totally. So just to kind of give people a bunch of the different families of medications, we have our acetaminophen medication, which are primarily going to be like our Tylenol, for instance. And that's going to be the acetaminophen. Then we have the salicylic acid, which will be more of like your aspirin your you know, baby aspirin, that's gonna be white willow bark type of extract. And then we have our various NSAIDs that are gonna be um, ibuprofen, meloxicam type of, of medications that are more on the COX-1, COX-2 type of pathways. Uh, that kind of gives you a pretty good idea. There are some medications that are more prescription-based, all right? Um, but those are the, the big ones that you're gonna see mostly over the counter. Advil kind of falls into that same category as ibuprofen. And then like you mentioned, the other ones that are kind of combined with the caffeine that are gonna be more of your migraine um, pain relievers. Typically they add the caffeine in there, partly because migraines, for instance, part of the mechanism is vasodilation and caffeine actually does um, create some vasoconstriction. And so you would think that more headaches are caused by vasoconstriction and that caffeine or a stimulant would make it worse, but most of the time it's vasodilation and the caffeine actually does a little bit more constriction and does help with the headaches. Drug that you're talking about, the prescription people end up on is called Topamax. It's like an anti-seizure medication, but a lot of people end up using that for migraines as well. And that's what this lady, this whole 20 years of migraines, that's what she was on. I remember it like yesterday. She's been on it and it helped her, but she had a lot of side effects from it. Memory issues and yeah. drowsiness. Yeah, you'll see it with Aleve or Naproxen as well, kind of similar things you'll see. Um, you'll see it with those as well. Some of the pain relievers that kind of have the ibuprofen slash caffeine kind of combo in there for sure. And some of these medications work, but they may not get to the root cause. We really want to make sure we get to the actual root cause of, you know, why these medications are needed. And some people, they may need it every now and then as a quick kind of stopgap. But if we can get to the root cause, number one, we're going to need less of those medications because we know, for instance, ibuprofen does kill people, 20,000 people a year on the low side. So we know it's not going to be the best medication to use long term. If it's a short thing here or there, fine. So we want it to be like kind of a last ditch stuff gap measure, not something that we're using daily. And then number two, you know, other things like, um, for instance, uh, Tylenol, for instance, you know, it notoriously decreases glutathione as well, where ibuprofen is going to really decrease um, gut function and liver function too. Tylenol will hit the liver as well. So a lot of these things really deplete glutathione. So then if you're getting exposed to mold or toxins, or you just need your body's detoxification systems to be upregulated to deal with whatever stress is in your environment, it's going to be harder to detoxify your body and get rid of these uh, toxins. Yeah. I remember when my daughter's summer, she had a concussion and she, you could tell, I mean, she wasn't to the point where she was talking as good as she is now at age three, but she, you could tell she had a headache. She wasn't feeling good. So we talked to the pediatrician. We go, well, what do we do? You know, we don't, we don't want to just depend on topical magnesium, et cetera. Maybe she needs something a little stronger. And she said, well, go for ibuprofen because you really don't want to take that hit. It's like a 30 plus percent hit 
of decreasing glutathione with the acetaminophen. So she said you really have to choose your battles when it comes to pain relievers, and ibuprofen is generally the, the better choice over the acetaminophen. Exactly. Yep. And then also there are other ibuprofen or other, um, let's say I, um, like Imitrex and there's also other migraine medications that are SSNRI medications that are selective, uh, norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors as there's a lot of, let's just say data that dopamine and or serotonin can play a big role with migraines. So I'll see a lot of people that have migraines that have issues with their serotonin and dopamine and we'll work on supporting some of the building block amino acids to boost up some of these precursor nutrients to make the serotonin and dopamine in their brain. That's a big one. Also stress depletes a lot of these things. So we want to fix the underlying stress that may be causing a lot of the neurotransmitter depletion. Then we'll work on supporting some of these nutrients along with B6 as well. And that can play a huge, huge role. We'll also do extra magnesium along with that because magnesium really helps with brain inflammation. Any of the microglial cells that have been upregulated due to brain inflammation, magnesium can really help relax them. B6 is also very important too. And we may also do herbs like uh, feverfew and ginger, which can really help attenuate and relax a lot of brain inflammation and decrease headaches for sure. Good call on the amino acids. So in terms of a testing standpoint, looking at an organic acids of someone who has headaches could be very fruitful because you may see the B6 deficiency you've talked about. We may see low serotonin like you've talked about, issues with dopamine and endorphin balance. We'll look at vitamin C as in Charlie. You've got B12 on there as well. So there's a ton of data that you can get. That way you're not just guessing and checking. We think it'd be fine to just go and take some extra magnesium, but if you don't get better from that, it could be an amino acid brain chemistry-based problem, or in my case, it could be gut-related. You know, I had gut infections and I had headaches all the time, and once I got rid of my gut bugs, I think partly due to the liver stress that the gut bugs created, I had headaches, and once I got those taken care of, supported the liver, headaches were gone. Yep, 100%. So there's different medications that are out there. There's different nutrients that are out there. One of the big mechanisms that I see that are going to drive headaches is going to be gluten. All right, gluten and grains. There's some mechanisms out there that they can decrease blood flow to the brain. And if we're decreasing blood flow to the brain, we're not going to have good oxygenation. We're not going to be able to carry nutrition. And our frontal cortex and our brain needs oxygen to work. So it's possible that decreased constriction or should they increase constriction, which will cause decreased blood flow to the brain, can really drive up pain in the brain, um, and it's going to make it harder to get rid of the inflammation and to have healthy cognitive function. So getting the gluten and the grains under control is going to be big. That's going to allow better perfusion or blood flow up the, the garden hoses on the side of your neck called the carotid arteries. That's very important. Yep, great call. Uh, how about we talk about maybe beet powder? I mean, you you hit on this issue with blood flow, I wonder if you throw in some beet powder. I take it all the time, so it's not like I wait until I have a headache and then do beet powder, but I wonder if beet powder could be a good solution if you had an acute headache and then you take some. I guess I could experiment. Yeah, well, there's nitric oxide that can be increased from the beetroot, which could definitely help with vasodilation. So there's some different data out there, right? Like migraines are supposedly caused by, like I mentioned, more vasodilation. Therefore, some of the medications that have caffeine that cause more constriction can help with migraines. And then there are some headaches that like stress headaches, they may already be more vasoconstriction there and some of these things may actually make it worse. So like I mentioned earlier, that's more for migraines with the vasodilation, but other more tension headaches, could there could be actually more constriction. So that's why magnesium, things that help relax 
the body can be helpful. Soft tissue work, especially in the area of like the scalenes or like the levator scapula, all these muscles in the back, they all connect in the uh, occiput area in the back of the neck, the ligamentum nuchae and just that, that nuchal ridge in the back of your neck, all those muscles attach there. So if it's really tight, it could really create a lot of tension and getting good cranial sacral adjustments could be helpful. Getting your C1 and C2 adjusted in the neck, getting, making sure your spine's moving well, making sure postural things are good because the more your posture goes forward, these muscles get really tight here, which is gonna create lots of stress down your temporalis and your masseter part of your head, which can then create trigger points and those trigger points can refer and create headache-like pain in the referral process. People that are listening and don't see the video, uh, what he was doing, he turned to the side and he was doing this kind of turtle head forward, like most of us do when we're sitting on a computer or on our smartphone, we're kind of turtle head sticking out and you see the whole posture change just kind of falls apart. So. Um, you didn't directly say it, but you basically said, hey, go to a local chiropractor for headaches. That can be very helpful, too, to get adjusted. I've had several different adjustments that have helped me with headaches. Yeah, anything that's postural related and or soft tissue related, a good chiropractor, upper cervical chiropractor, or someone that does active release technique or a good massage, myofascial release therapist, uh, or a trigger point therapist can be really helpful on the structural side. Then we just kind of have the, um, the more let's say chemical-based type of headache. That could be from MSG or aspartame. It could be from mold exposure. It could be from breathing in a whole bunch of benzene exhaust products from petroleum byproducts. It could be from abnormal levels of estrogen in your cycle or a premature drop in progesterone. This is for female hormone, uh, female patients now. So hormone imbalances can, can really drive that, especially if your estrogen's kind of up and down and there's estrogen dominance, that can really drive a lot of headaches too. And then of course we have you know nutrient deficiencies like magnesium and B6 and some of the serotonin and dopamine-based amino acids like 5-HCP and tyrosine and B6 can be really important for headaches too. And then of course, anytime we have inflammation in the gut, inflammation in the gut can create what, Evan? Inflammation where? In the brain. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I think ginger helps or uh, curcumin helps or resveratrol can help. Anything that can, or CBD oil can help. Anything that can really help drive down inflammation really makes a big difference. The difference is some of the over-counter, over-the-counter medication like your Tylenol or your Advil or your acetaminophen or your salicylic acid like aspirin, some of these things have side effects. So you have to weigh out the side effects and it's always better doing something more natural even if it's not getting to the root cause, because at least it's not going to have side effects that will increase your chance of dying in the future or decreasing your body's ability to make glutathione, which is your master antioxidant and helps with detoxification. Yeah. So let's just paint the picture of how you could go down that rabbit hole real quick is you mentioned toxin exposure like car exhaust, mold exposure. You've got all these toxins. So then you take acetaminophen for your headache. You deplete your body's ability to detox the chemicals that cause the headache in the first place. You see how you can get stuck in this loop because now you're just trying to manage the headache. You're further depleting yourself, depleting yourself, becoming more toxic and more toxic, getting rid of the hormone you need, the antioxidant you need to detox. It gets nasty. So uh, in some cases, extra glutathione could cause headaches too if you move out too many toxins. I know when I took a double dose of glutathione, I remember I called you one night. It was like 10 o'clock. I'm like, dude, I messed up. You're like, what'd you do? I'm like, I took a double dose of glutathione. My head is killing me. And so eventually it settled down after a few hours. So you got you to gotta have somebody helping you with this because 
you could just take magnesium and maybe it goes away. But if you're having a recurring problem like this, there's probably a root cause that hasn't been addressed. So getting the testing done, like the organic acids, getting a stool test done to look for these gut infections, like you mentioned, SIBO, candida overgrowth, parasites, all these bad guys are going to release toxins into the bloodstream to make you feel bad so that they can still feed on your food. And then when you try to kill them, they may release more toxins and create this die-off. And that is designed to make you feel worse. So you stop using the herbs that are going to fix the problem. But so it's always a matter of balancing killing versus supporting the liver, the lymphatics, the adrenals. It's kind of this seesaw balance that we're always trying to work on with people. Exactly. And let's kind of review the medications one more time. The conventional ones are going to be your Tylenol, which is your acetaminophen. And that's going to have big glutathione decreases with it. Uh, then you're going to have your more ibuprofen. This could be like the Meloxicam or the Motrin or the Advil. And these are, you know, work very well. But, you know, long term, they're going to have negative impacts on the gut, ulcerations and your liver. And then we have um, Aleve and Naproxen, which are kind of very similar to ibuprofen. And these can help with migraines too. Again, similar side effects. And then we have your, um, your Bufferin or your Ascriptin, which are essentially very similar to aspirin. And then we have your more migraine ones, which are the aspirin, acetaminophen, and caffeine combined. So it's kind of like your Tylenol with your aspirin and caffeine, and that's like your Excedrin. And that's going to induce the vasoconstriction that we talked about because a lot of migraines are driven by vasodilation. So the caffeine added. So it's basically a Tylenol, an aspirin, and then caffeine to create the constriction, which will help um, with the migraine, which are typically associated with vasodilation, the brain opening up. Yeah, let's go back to diet real quick. We mm -hmm. talked about gluten. We talked about dairy being an issue. I think we should also mention nightshades just as a whole. Uh, tomatoes, peppers, potatoes, those can sometimes be issues with headaches. Um, high histamine foods can be issues as well. So uh, like fermented foods in some cases can be a problem. Kombucha can be a problem for some people. Uh, avocado, you know, I love avocado. I did one every day for a long time and then I started to get migraine headaches from it. I stopped the avocados for about three to six weeks. I added them back in, no more headaches. So I think it's important to look at a high histamine food list like coconut aminos, a very good option as, as opposed to soy sauce, but super high in histamine. So you may need to try a low histamine plan for a little bit to see if that can calm your symptoms down while you're working backwards. 100%. Also, alcohol can be a big one. So anytime you drink alcohol, you're going to inhibit ADH. ADH is your anti-pee hormone. So when you have when you have anti-pee hormone, that means you're going to pee more, right? When you have less of your anti-pee, you're going to pee more. So then you lose a lot of your minerals. So that's why I recommend always having one glass of alcohol to one glass of a Topo Chico or a Pellegrino to get the minerals in there. And you can always add some minerals into your water like a Redmond's Real Salt. Those are excellent ways to get the minerals in because minerals are part of how your nervous system works and if your sodium potassium pumps aren't working adequately and then your cells aren't going to be able to communicate and have adequate action potential to work neurologically so sodium and potassium magnesium chloride very important minerals and they will get more depleted with alcohol yeah so i've got some electrolytes in my mason jar here that's what i was drinking since i went out this morning in the sunshine and i started to have a headache come on maybe my electrolytes were imbalanced. So it's not going to hurt to play with this. And hopefully that will help me to replenish myself. Yeah. With you, with your being on the boat and it being really hot, it just probably some mineral issues. Your body's probably just sweating a little bit and you're losing a lot of those minerals and you probably just needed to bring on board some extra water with, with extra minerals on there. So it's good that you're on top of that. Uh, question came in right now. What's the best way to cure your headaches? Should you do something like Gatorade? Here's the deal. 
Guys, what you see right now with Gatorade over the counter is just a commercial version of how it actually came to be. I think it was the 1969 or 1970, it was either Orange Bowl or Rose Bowl, right? College football championship. And I think it was the Florida Gators, right? This is how it got the name, Gatorade. I think it was someone in their science department created this electrolyte formula. And it, honest to God, tasted like rat piss. It was really bad. It was actually called Gator Lights, Gator Lights, not Gatorade. And then I think Pepsi or Coke bought it and then 20, 30 years later made a marketable drink out of it um, that is nothing like the original formula. But basically it was just loaded in a whole, we had it loaded in electrolytes and they weren't that nice tasting. They added them to the water and then neurologically and, and muscular wise, they could just perform way better because in that kind of heat, you're just losing so many electrolytes and they had a huge advantage. So what you're seeing now has lots of excess fructose, lots of excess food coloring and dyes and more than likely a lot of GMO corn as well. So you're much better off just getting those minerals in your body by itself. There are different formulas that are out there that we both use. I mean, you can do a Redmond's Real Salts, great. Um, Trace Mineral Formulas makes a couple, one called Endure, one called 40,000 Volts that works good. We use some other products called Potassium HP, and then obviously I'll use New Salt and Redmond's Real Salts, and we'll work these in as well. These are, are great first steps, and then also making sure we're getting enough potassium on top of that. Um, Avocados going to be your, your best source if you don't have a histamine issue. We can also do a lot of green vegetables. We could do sweet potato, squash, etc. Yeah, the potassium's huge. I think I probably still don't get enough. I try really hard, but you said the RDA of potassium's what, like close to four grams or around four grams for an it's adult? It's 4,500 to 4,700 milligrams a day. So it's hard to get enough. You need one full avocado, six servings of vegetables, and maybe one piece of squash or sweet potato, and you're, you're close to it, right? Because you're at about five to 700 milligrams a serving of each of those. So if you're doing six times five for vegetables, you're around 3,000. An avocado, you're at 1,000 if it's a good size one. Maybe a sweet potato squash, you're around 4,700. So that kind of gives you a good step in the right direction. And then if we need, we just would add in some new salt or we'd add in some of these trace mineral support formulas that we use as well. Uh, you want to talk about essential oils for a minute? I have essential oils on hand. I put them in the diffuser. I'll put them on topically. I'll mix them into Epsom salt and put that into a, a mineral bath. Lavender is my favorite. So what we did is we just got fractionated coconut oil, mixed it with some lavender and put it into a little roll-on. So we'll just keep it in the backpack with the kids. So if something happens to them or something happens to us, could just be anxiety, rub it on the insides of the wrist. Or if it's a headache, you know, you could just rub that roll-on on the temples or on the back of the skull. It's a Band-Aid, but it's a pretty darn good one. Absolutely. I mean, with Headaches, I mean, with essential oils, we can do peppermint, really anti-inflammatory. We can do rosemary, which is very high in vitamin E. We can do lavender, which really helps relax the muscles. We can do eucalyptus or chamomile. Chamomile is in a lot of teas before beds. So we can easily do that. There are some good blends out there by essential oil companies. But, you know, just kind of one-offing it, that's kind of how you can do it. And you can dilute it in a carrier oil or MCT or a little bit of coconut oil. You can rub it on your on your temples or on the back of your neck, wherever it feels tight. And that can really help relax the muscles and help relax your nervous system too. Yeah, something to have on hand. You know, we always keep like a bottle of adaptogens, a bottle of some sort of essential oil, and a bottle of enzymes. Did I already say enzymes? Did I say enzymes first? Enzymes, essential oils, and mm -hmm. adaptogens. Those are like the three things that we carry and travel with no matter where we go. 
100%. I love it. Very good. Well, I think we're hitting some really good aspects. And then also a lot of patients that see us, we're maybe in the middle of a detoxification protocol, or we may be doing some killing gut issues or SIBO or bacteria. Sometimes headaches can happen from that. And if that happens, it means you're going too fast, slow it down a little bit. We may also add in some binders so we can taper things up a little bit better. We may also add in things like glutathione and or ginger tea to help one with you know the effectiveness of the killing, two to help with the lymph, and three to help provide extra anti-inflammatory support as well. How about heavy metals? We didn't talk about that, but we should mention that heavy metals could be a cause or source. Uh, mercury, lead, cadmium, arsenic. We've done many, many things with binders and chlorella and other things to move metals out, but mercury can be a big trigger of blood pressure problems, headaches, ears ringing, etc. So you may need to investigate heavy metals. Um, and then EMF, you know, it's not super common that we have someone that says, Hey, I'm actually sensitive to EMF, but I had a woman in, uh, in London who she found out that her Wi-Fi router was causing her headaches. And how do we know? Well, because when she turned off the router at night, the headache would go away. And so I said, well, let's just try putting hardwired in and got, get rid of the Wi-Fi completely. And the headaches were gone. So she had mold and a bunch of other issues as well. But I think EMF for someone who's already compromised could be enough of a trigger to cause headaches. Yeah, possibly could be. And you may not have to jump to that extreme of going hardware. Just put your put your wireless, your Wi-Fi on a Christmas tree timer. So it goes off maybe around 11 or 12 whenever your bedtime is. And then it goes on maybe when you get up or a little bit later. That way you kind of have your whole entire night without any EMF going. That could be a good option yeah. too. I mean, when, when my wife first got pregnant with our first daughter, we did the timer thing with the Wi-Fi. Then I started sleeping better, and I thought, well, if I'm working from home during the day, what am I missing out on, or what am I sacrificing in terms of like focus and clarity? I didn't really need Wi-Fi; it was just convenient. So we just went all hardwired, and and I don't miss it now that it's gone. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how, how sensitive you are with today's day and age. I mean, you can go to your Wi-Fi network, especially if you live in a big area. You're going to have Wi-Fi and 5G and 4G everywhere. So. I don't know how much you can get away with it now, but the key thing is the healthier you are, the more you're nutritionally fed and rested and, and you take care of your body, the better chance you have to adapt to it. So the people that are more sensitive, you know, do your best to limit your exposure, but in the in the end right now, it's really impossible to get away from it. Just make sure you're not living next to a cell phone tower or one of these new 5G towers. Just do your best there and keep all your antioxidant reserves and your glutathione and your nutrition up as best as possible. Yeah, and there, there are canopies too. You know, there are silver canopies you could sleep in. Uh, there's like some sleeping bags on the market, bed canopies that like look like a mosquito net that can protect you if you're in a super urban area. Luckily, my my closest neighbor, they probably use Wi-Fi, but it's maybe like five, 600 yards away. So I can't even pick up. Yeah, it depends on how sensitive you are, right? Most people I find... They aren't that sensitive, or if they are, once they fix their diet and they fix their gut, they become less sensitive to it. I very rare that I find, let's say EMF is the root issue. It's usually one of those things lower on the list that becomes bigger when everything else isn't addressed, but when the top things are addressed, then it becomes less of an issue. Yeah, totally. So that lady, once we got her on some binders and detox mold, the sensitivity went away. She said she was able to go back into town and go to the grocery store where they have Wi-Fi blasting, and she did not get headaches. So See, yeah. yeah, that's good. Most important is, you know, at least try to control it when you sleep. That's a pretty good way to do it. And then next is just do all the nutritional things. And like you mentioned earlier, we talked about heavy metals and 
headaches. The biggest thing with headaches and heavy metals is get your gut working. Don't come in and go after heavy metals until you know your gut's working. Work with a good functional medicine doctor that's going to do things to help bind it up. That's going to give you nutrition to help support phase one and phase two. Maybe give you some extra glutathione support as well. Um, just to make sure that we're, we're chelating things in a very slow, methodical way and the gut's working well so we're not reabsorbing a whole bunch of toxins we liberate. And if you're someone who went and got your mercury amalgam fillings removed by a conventional dentist, assume you have mercury poisoning and you need to get that taken care of. If you did not go to a dentist who does the SMART protocol to safely remove the amalgam, that silver, quote, which is 50% or more mercury, got drilled out and you breathed in the vapor and it's in your brain. And it is in your bones. It's everywhere. So it takes a while to get it out. So zeolite, other binders can be used. We had some lady like send us an email like, oh my God, you said zeolite. Don't you know zeolite increases aluminum in the body? No, it doesn't. That's not true. There's plenty of data on companies using professional zeolite clinically. We're testing and retesting aluminum levels and they only go down, not up. So natural binders are very, very helpful for heavy metal. Yeah, I haven't seen zeolite go up Having tested this, I have not seen aluminum go up with zeolite. But again, you know, it all depends on the quality. There's probably cheap zeolite you can get from China that may have aluminum in it, right? So just try to make sure you have good stuff in it. And also, we would never just give zeolite by itself. It'd be zeolite and, and some other things as well. And we'd be supporting glutathione. We never would just go all in on one thing. Great, Evan. Anything else you want to dial in or kind of reassess today? I would just tell people to get some information, get some data. If we always say if you don't test, you've guessed. So could you take magnesium and lavender and feverfew and B6 and tryptophan? Yeah, you could. But do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're going after? What's your goal? What are the, what are the puzzle pieces? Get the puzzle pieces. You're going to save money and you're going to save time by getting the data up front. And if you want to reach out, Justin and I work with people around the world. We can help you get some of these functional medicine tests done on yourself so we can get to the root cause. So Justin's website is justinhealth.com. Com, justinhealth.com. My website is evanbrand.com. We love helping people. We're grateful to be in the position we are to help change lives. So please share the podcast. Send it to somebody you know. I guarantee somebody you know has headaches and they could benefit from this podcast more than the new advertisement on the nightly news that says, hey, here's this new medication for headaches. This is better content than that advertisement. 100%. I think we're really working on the root cause. I hope everyone enjoys it. And if you do, put your comments down below. What have you all done to help improve your headaches or improve anything in related to your neurological health? I'm just curious to know what supplements, what natural strategies. We want to be able to share that with the listeners. We'd love to respond back. And if you guys are enjoying this, sharing is caring. We're going to have a good MP3 audio version as well. Click below to get the podcast version with the real high quality audio and transcription. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to see the video version, that will be down there below. We really appreciate you guys being participate, you know, kind of engaging. We got a lot of questions coming in. We try to kind of add in some of the questions into the Q&A here that come from that live Q&A, which is wonderful. And if you guys enjoy it, head over to justinhealth.com slash YouTube, or I said justinhealth.com slash iTunes to write a review, as well as evanbrand.com slash iTunes. Getting uh, reviews out there really help our kind of rankings in the podcast world to go up, which then allows more people to be able to see our information, and then they get helped as well. I, t- Evan and I always talk that 
percent of the people um, that hear our message never actually see us, which is in some way amazing because they're getting great information and improving their health. And then if they want to get to the next level, um, there's information down below. Hey, Evan, great podcast today, man. We'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Have a good one. Hey, you take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you know someone that's suffering with headaches, I'm sure you do. If you know anyone, then that means you know someone with headaches because it's a very, very common issue. And I hate to see people go down the rabbit hole where they've been stuck on ibuprofen for decades and they've just destroyed their gut barrier. It's always just tragic. Of course, we can reverse it and fix it. But man, wouldn't you rather save it before it gets destroyed? Yes, yes, you would. All right. So if you do want to reach out clinically, I love helping people get to the root cause of their health problems. I'm super grateful for the position and opportunity I'm in to help so many people around the world, literally every corner of the world. I had a client in Japan the other day. That was super fun. Uh, she had to stay up late, you know, due to the time change. But, you know, she had exhausted all the options locally. She had been to several doctors and no one was able to help her. So to actually get to the bottom of it, finally, once and for all, is just, ah, it gives me great relief. So please reach out if you need help. You can schedule a 15-minute free consult at my website, evanbrand.com. I've got Megan Gump on staff. She's also a certified functional medicine practitioner. I've trained her on all my protocols, procedures, etc., and she can chat with you for 15 minutes about your symptoms, your goals, ask a few questions, see if you're a good fit for care, and if so, we'll help you out. All right, that's all for now. Take care. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. He acts like it's all good, yeah, like everything's cool Kiss her girl and I never please her She doesn't have a clue that he's terrible clues Why I'm in a tire, gotta watch out, girl Don't wanna see her by her eyes out, girl Cause I've been watching, you've been hurting